I'm Kelly Coffey, CEO of City National Bank. Our Conversations podcast features in-depth interviews with innovative leaders from business, entertainment, and nonprofits. Now is the time to rethink, reinvent, and renew yourself and your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Conversations. I'm very excited to talk to today's guest. He's a music mogul who began his career in the industry as a guitarist and recording artist. He now works with some of the biggest Latin artists in the world, including Shakira and Enrique Iglesias. After spending six years as Senior Vice President of Artists and Repertoire for all of Sony Music's region, in 2019, he became President of Sony Music Latin, a true champion of Hispanic culture. It is my pleasure to welcome Alex Gallardo to the podcast. Welcome, Alex. Thank you so much, Kelly. What a nice introduction. It's such a pleasure to have you with us today. And and it definitely um, appears that music has been a big part of your life and something you've always been passionate about, even prior to this role. And I know you grew up in Spain, um, where you were a guitarist and recording artist before joining Sony Music. So take us just quickly back to the beginning of your journey into music. What sparked it? When did you realize you wanted to pursue a, a career in music? Well, it's funny because that wasn't clear and, and, until very late in my studies when I was in college. It's true that I had my, my band in high school as many other teenagers. I used to write songs and that was like my passion, but I never kind of envisioned a life like uh, an artist. I, I, I never had that in, you know, in my roadmap. Then I did business studies. I didn't have a clear idea of what I wanted to do. Actually, I, I, I really wanted to study art, but my parents, they told me, listen, why don't you do something more useful for your future? <laughs> and that, that made sense, you know, back then. So I, I did business studies and, and being very honest here, I, I didn't like it a lot at, at the time. And I was very lost. I didn't know what my future would be. I only had one thing clear that I wanted to work something that I was passionate about. So when I was close to finish, one day I have that like this, you know, realization. Well, I'm passionate about music. I have my band, I write songs and I'm studying business. So music and business, that should be a record label. So that's when, when I decided to give it a, give it a chance. So it's, it's, it's funny the story because I had no clue how to enter into this world because I didn't know anyone uh, involved in this industry. But funny enough, my mother was a teacher on a secretary school. And one day she calls me and says, hey, they are looking for a receptionist at Warner Music. So I said, that's my chance. So I did the interview. They were surprised because I had the, a college degree. I spoke English, French, and, and they said, but you are overqualified for this position. And I said, listen, it's my, my dream come true to, to, to be here. And, and to me, it's like putting a foot on the door. I'll take it from there. So that's how I started. I was the first male in taking the receptionist position at Warner Spain and the beginning of, of a beautiful career. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And you can credit your mom for finding that. I love that story. A thousand percent. My father hated me to take that position because he was claiming, I didn't pay you the studies to become a receptionist. <laughs> but months later, when I was working with Sonaris, 
he was super proud and and you know things changed but but yeah it, it was it, it was very very interesting those days that's great that's great and you've you've obviously worked with a number of incredible and up and coming artists over the course of your career so how do you think your background as a musician has helped you work with them identify promising artists do you think do you think you understand it better because you've been in their shoes yeah i, I think so i mean i i was doing the same that many of them do, you know, when, when they start their careers. I was writing my songs, looking for opportunities, booking shows, sending demos. So I think that I was able to be in their in their feet when when discussing, you know, their future, their careers, the the, the following releases. And I think that helped me to to understand better how they feel, what are their insecurities. And and how to help them, you know, in 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 building, you know, their careers. So so definitely, I think that helped a lot. Yeah, they can relate to you too. And um, so now you have a new role as president of Sony Music Latin. After spending quite a long time in A and R, do you miss A and R? What's been most exciting about the change? Well, I'm still very involved in A and R because you know that's where I come from. I I spent almost twenty years being an A and R. So I can't, you know, help it, but to to get into the ANR room with my team and and be very vocal. So <laughs> I'm sorry for them, but you know, can't help it. I think something good about this new role, of course, your your responsibilities multiply, and 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 all of a sudden you need to be on top of finance, on on human resources, on on sales, on many things that I wasn't so familiar with when, when I got here. I mean, the, the, the best is to have a 360 vision of, of this business and, and also to be able to, to make a, an impact. No, because when I was an ANR, I, I, I needed to convince my boss to sign an artist to, you know, release one song. Hey, I think this is a single. Now I have more, more leverage on those decisions. So, so. That's 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 very cool. So. That's a great thing. And that's actually a great transition to the next topic I wanted to talk about. That's what's happening across the music landscape, because the Latin music market is just on fire. It's experienced double digit growth over the past six years. Where do you think that that growth is coming from? I think Latin music has always been super exciting. And so that's that's not new. But I think a couple of things helped a lot. One is the streaming. So all of a sudden, all the kids have access to the entire music catalog of, of the world. Secondly, is the social media. So before, for us in, in the Latin music, if we wanted a Latin song to be played in, in, in or, or to be heard in Germany, we needed to go through some gatekeepers, the, the person at the radio, at the TV station, and if they decided that our music was not good enough for their audience, we, we wouldn't have a chance, you know? So the good thing about the streaming is that we ended with those gatekeepers. And now any, any kid can access the music that they like. Obviously, social media helps to, to communicate in a way that we were not able a few years ago. And also, I think Latin artists started doing something very smart, which was collaborating with each other. So they would bring their own followers, their own fans to promote their song. So if you have three, four artists in a song, you have four fan bases supporting that song. 
and that helped a lot with with the with the growth. So I think those those have been the the key elements to to this Latin explosion that that we're seeing. Yeah, and I love the direct access to streaming. And but Latin music, you're right, it's always been strong, but it's also having a tremendous moment in many non-Spanish speaking markets. So language isn't a barrier anymore. Why was it? Why do you think it isn't anymore if you think it it ever was? I mean, I think now the other audiences that can have access to Latin music, they see Latin an excitement, a joy, a, a some fun, some originality that maybe they don't see in, in, in other repertoires. And I think that's why they are leaning into it. And we have had cases like with uh, a song called Pepas and Farruko, where this song was number one in countries like France, like the Netherlands, like Germany, uh, a song that is entirely in Spanish. But I think they connected with, with the rhythm, with the arrangement, with the energy of the song. I mean, I grew up in, in Spain and, and obviously English wasn't our native language. And, and when I was growing up, I would fell in love with, you know, all that amazing music from the UK, from US, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, all that. I didn't understand the lyrics, but I was able to connect to, to, to the melody, to the energy that I was receiving. And, and why not we can have that now with Latin music? No, you don't need to understand everything to, to, to connect with it, to, to vibrate with it. I completely agree with that. I remember I lived in Argentina for a long time and I remember going to see the Rolling Stones there. Oh, really? Everybody was singing at the top of their lungs, right? Whether they spoke English or they didn't speak English, they knew those lyrics, which I think is a great, it's a great way to learn another language too. So Sony Music Latin houses some of the top Latin artists, Shakira, Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, Prince Royce, and many more. How do you think their success has paved the way for up-and-comers? And and is there an up-and-coming artist you feel is going to be, you want to make a prediction, the next Latin star? How does that work? I mean, of course, we are seeing, as as we described before, this this explosion of of Latin music, but this is not uh, entirely new. You may remember back in the day, artists like Shakira, like Mark Anthony, Jennifer Lopez, Gloria Stefan. So, so all of them helped, you know, uh, opening the door for what would come later. Obviously, that was an entire different world uh, where, where media, radio used to work differently. But, you know, millions of fans all over the world went crazy when they saw Ricky Martin performing at the, at the Grammys, no, the, the Cup of Life. And, and, and that became the start of, a, of an amazing global career. I mean, what is happening now, I don't think is new. And, and definitely artists like, like Ricky or, or Gloria definitely helped. So we have different uh, new artists always looking for, for that next uh, superstar. I have a particular passion for a, a new girl that we signed last year called Gale. She's an amazing artist and also an amazing song, songwriter. She has already written songs for artists like Shakira or Christina Aguilera. And, and now she's starting her, her own, you know, uh, career. So let's see in, in, in a few months or in a few years if my prediction was right. That's exciting. All right. You're going to send me a whole a playlist of ones, but I will, I'll check her out. Count on that. And let's, and so bring this to life a little bit. So Todo de Ti, 
Um, Raul Alejandro, I hope I said his name right, was a chart topper in the last year. The song Rock got it up to number three on both Billboard's global charts, becoming his fifth top 10 hit. And so I know you were one of the catalysts behind this. And I think it'd be interesting to tell us a little bit about that process. Can you predict which songs are going to succeed? Or sometimes does it, I'm sure it surprises you. I mean, if I could predict any hit, believe me, I would be working for Alex Records and I would be, you know, <laughs> uh, having a mojito in Bahamas, most likely. So I think that's the beauty of, of this business that you don't know. But obviously, when you've been around for a while, you, you grow an instinct and, and there are certain things that, that you have that feeling that that's going to happen. With this song, Todo de Ti, I remember perfectly well the, the day that uh, Rao's manager sent me the song. And I mean, it's easy to say now, but believe me, immediately I knew that it was going to be huge. There are many aspects that, that helped. First of all, it was an amazing song. Secondly, it was completely different from the other Latin music that was out there uh, at that time. Latin music was dominated by this genre called reggaeton. And this was more like an 80s pop kind of retro track. So it was very different for, for, from compared to what we had. The other thing is that at that time, most of the songs that were being released in, in, in the Latin you know, space were songs with other collaborations, as I mentioned before. And in this song, he decided to go solo. So no guest studies, different genre. But I think the fans were eager to hear something different and, and something disrupting. And that's why this song connected. And in, it not only worked that well, I think it helped to change the status quo in, in Latin music. Because after that song, you would hear more songs in, in, in that lane or with other kind of influences. So I think it opened also the door to other subgenres within the, the Latin music. And, and I mean, it, it was super exciting to, to uh, be part of that. That is really exciting. And so I'm always excited to hear about new projects and new ventures. That's one of the fun things about doing these. So first with En Letra de Oro, Sony Music Latin and HBO Max's most notable original series to date. Now you're doing your first ever iBook, The Lady, The Legend, Her Legacy, featuring the incredible legend Celia Cruz. So how is Sony Music Latin continuing to innovate and try new things? Any, any new things we should be watching out for? I mean, the way we see ourselves is like the, a complement for the artists to, to, to develop any dreams, any goals that they have, not only in the music release, no? So, so, there are many other many other angles that that an artist may dream with. We we for example we within the Sony family Sony US Latin is a label which has generated more products and more revenue within the original content ecosystem. So that you would include like series, like documentaries, long form videos, all of that. And En Letra de Otro is, is one example. That is a brand that, that was, you know, created by one of our, our uh, employees. This uh, series won a Latin Grammy with, with the first edition with Pedro Capó. So, so that's something incredible. 
and and we have done up to five different you know uh, chapters with different artists so so we really focus on on not only on on, on music but on what else we can do for our artists i think uh, in in the year 2023 uh, record labels need to ask themselves why does an artist need me no because in these days for any artist it's easy to record their music at their home upload it to the you know dsps to the digital stores and and sometimes our role at record labels has been questioned i think uh, we need to add value to the artists and and to me adding value of course is being the best partner uh, releasing and promoting their music but it's also bringing them opportunities with with merchandising with brand and sponsorship deals doing original content and you know uh, along etc of, of of different opportunities so so i think that's why i i i'm proud to say that that this label i think is doing so great because we have focus on on on, on adding that value and, and becoming the the perfect partner for for our artists. So so let's look ahead a little bit at City National. Um, we have a Latin entertainment division, as you know, that specializes in providing support to Latin artists who are our clients. We're constantly monitoring new trends and changes in the business as a result of that. So any upcoming trends in the industry? Um, what are some of them that we can expect? Yeah, I mean we we've been working with with. Uh, your team. We've done many things together with Rodrigo Nieto, which is a, an amazing executive, and and we know your passion for for music, and we are thankful for that. In in regards to to trends, there are I think something very interesting that is going on now is that we have gone through some years where most of 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 the Latin hits were coming from reggaeton, from this genre that I mentioned before. And now it's like many other different styles and genres are kicking in. Latin America is extremely rich in music. So you, you may find a bachata, a merengue, a, a song that is more folkloric, a song that is more electronic, more dance. So I think now we are entering into a phase where everything is is you know allowed as long as it is a uh, good music and, and 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 exciting but i think it's a a great period when uh, a hit can come from from many different sources so so i think it's an ex- exciting period that we are starting in the us latin music's over 7% market share and i we talked about how quickly it's been growing where do you where do you see the growth heading over the next 3 to 5 years similar accelerating I think we're going to be in a, in a 10, 12% pretty soon. The biggest growing genre in the U.S. right now is Mexican music. Some, something very interesting analyzing the, you know, the Latin population in the U.S. is that a few years ago or a few generations ago, I think those Latin immigrants would be, in some cases, a shame of, you know, speaking in English or, sorry, speaking in Spanish. Or, or, or showing their, their roots. And now, probably two or three generations later, what is going on is that those kids, which in some cases struggle speaking Spanish, 
they are more proud than ever of those roots. So they, they want to reconnect with, with, you know, that music, those, you know, artists that their parents listen to, and also the new generation of artists. We have some artists in the label that they talk to you in English because it's their na native language. But when they write songs, they write them in, in, in Spanish because it comes out naturally for them, you know, in, in a, in an artistic way in Spanish. And, and, and I think it's, it's a, it's fantastic because no one has to be afraid or, or ashamed of, of his roots, right? And for us seeing that in, in, in the, you know, in the U.S. particular for, for the Hispanic uh, fans, I think is, is fantastic. And I believe that the growth is, is going to continue the following years. I agree. It's fantastic. Yo también hablo español porque aprendí en Argentina. And I think it's, it's, it's important. And I think it is, uh, it's another, another way to be creative. So I think that's great. So what about Sony Latin, your future plans, aspirations for the label and artists over the next couple of years? I mean, we are super proud to be the, the, the number one Latin label. Obviously, we want to continue in that path for that. We obviously we work super hard. We try to hire the best executives to come up with the with the best plans, with the best uh, strategies for the releases. We want to be uh, innovative in 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 other areas that connect with 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 music, as I explained before, with the original content, uh, with brands, etc. So I think I mean in the old days. We used to have this image of, you know, the major labels as being evil, as abusing of artists. I think that's something uh, from the past. At least, I mean, what, what, what I see in this label and, and in this team is, is a group of people passionate about, about music, going the extra mile to, to, to be there for an artist and, and trying to put their talent in favor of, you know, helping those artists uh, achieving their dreams. So that's basically, you know, our goal for the following years to, you know, to continue working hard, to, to learn, uh, to uh, understand how to be, you know, a better partner with the artists. Mm -hmm. Any personal projects or goals that, you, you know, upcoming things for this year that you want to share? Yes, yes. There's a super exciting project that I think speaks a lot of, of this Uh, you know, merge between Latin music and the international or, or others music, other musics. I don't know if you're familiar with this artist slash DJ Marshmallow. You know him, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know him, but yeah, I know, I know of him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. This is worldwide, you know, well-known DJ and artist, and we have recently secured a deal with him to do an album with uh, Latin Irish. So this is the first time for him uh, doing an entire album and also, of course, doing it in, in, in Spanish. So I think that's incredibly exciting because with this project, we are going to bring all his fans, you know, from all over the world and obviously showcase amazing Latin artists with songs entirely in Spanish. And, and we have, you know, a lot of a lot of ideas and and things to you know to put in place uh, to to make this one of the biggest uh, records of the year that's exciting yeah he's an exciting talent 
and the name is catchy too that mm-hmm. he's picked. So it also is, it's easy to easy to remember, which is good. Well, Alex, that's exciting. I uh, thank you so much for for I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you with our with all the all the different artists you're working with, and I wish you the best for uh, continued growth this year and beyond. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was a pleasure for me too, and and well, I I, I feel honored to being invited to to your podcast. So. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you and, and, and all the team at City National Bank. And I hope you continue your support to, to, to music because I think that makes an, an amazing partnership. Now, well, the privilege is all mine. And absolutely, we are here to help in any way we can. We love it. It is a passion for many of us, including Rodrigo. So we look forward to keeping the work into the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll subscribe to Conversations so you'll never miss an episode. We have lots of great guests this season who will inform and inspire you. 